What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 190. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good. I'm happy to be back with you guys. Welcome back. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. And when I want to know what's going on with the local TV news beat, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And what I want to know what's going on with the local New York City real estate scene, there's nobody I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world knows him as Derek Powell. I call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. Derek's not here this week. You see, we have a problem on the show, folks. Apparently, we can't keep Powell Brothers in sync. You know, I get Keith one week. I get Derek the next week. God knows what's going to happen the following week. Uh, but Derek's not here today. He's uh, uh, actually, you know, trying to get home. He's stuck in traffic. Maybe he'll call. And if he calls in, we'll put him right on. But if not, uh, you know, we'll just have to soldier on without. Uh, the old show business adage is the show must go on. You know, so here we are. Uh, this has been an amazing week, uh, you know, just in terms of the highs and the lows uh, of, of a week. You know, last week we, we talked about uh, the insanity of, of the Supreme Court case and, and outlawing abortion. And then this week, um, the news, we were watching the playoffs, NBA playoffs, which is in full effect. And we'll talk about that this show as well. Uh, but while watching the playoffs, shortly after a really, really great game in Milwaukee on Saturday night, following the game, there was massive shooting. There was just people going berserk, shooting all over the town, shooting up the city. And I thought, wow, that's insane. And then the very next day, I, I see we have a we have a text feed, all, all of our cousins and our sons and nephews are, are on the text feed and uh i see a bunch of texts just popping up on my on my phone and i'm like what's going on here i was driving i didn't you know wasn't really paying attention then i look at it and i said wow there's a shooting i said well you know yeah that happened yesterday and then i look at the the the, the fine details and realize oh wait a second there's another mass shooting the very next day before the ink is even dry on the statement i just made there was a third shooting on the weekend. So we had essentially in one weekend in the United States of America, three mass shootings. And, you know, we've talked about these mass shootings in the past and we talked about them uh, ad nauseum. I mean, it's just a it's a it's it's no longer a, a, a bug in the American system. It's actually a feature. This is this is part of what the American system is. And I just want to kind of take these all on one at a time. The Milwaukee shooting is a function of, they're coming to get me. The Milwaukee shooting is a function of just too many guns in the United States and too many knuckleheads having too many guns and not knowing what to do, not knowing how to resolve minor beefs on the streets. That's what that was about. That was just recklessness by idiots who have guns. The Buffalo shooting and the the California shooting, the Irvine, California shooting, are the ones that kind of disturbed me more because both of these Target. were politically motivated shootings. Both of these uh, fit the definition of terrorism. And while I'm talking about, can you can you just quickly Google the word terrorism and make sure that I'm on the right track while okay. I, while I talk about it? Um, in Buffalo, a young man. Um, was wearing essentially the gear of war. He was wearing army fatigues. He had an army style weapon. He had a military style weapon. I think it was an AR, the uh, you know the the, the notorious AR fifteen. Um, he was wearing fatigues, and he had a GoPro attached to his, I guess, uh, headgear, a GoPro, so he could document what he was doing. And when you document a mass shooting, you're not documenting it for yourself to watch later because you're probably going to be captured or killed. You're not documenting it for you. You're documenting it to give everybody else 
who is inclined to do the same thing, a roadmap of how you did it to give people incentive to do it not only as you did, but perhaps better than you did. This man decided he wanted to kill specifically black people. This is the thing. This is about uh, uh, this, this bullshit theory that's on the right wing news media, specifically Fox News, Fox News. And I'll call them out. And I, and full disclosure, as I've said before, I used to work at that network, not for it, but at at the network. And so certainly these people that, that are there, uh, I've, I've encountered uh, Tucker Carlson, who's a little piece of shit, uh, is one of the people espousing this uh, replacement theory, the idea that people of color are going to replace white folk and there won't be a good, safe place for white people. Black folk in America make up 13% of the population, 13%. Now, I mean, you don't have to be a great math whiz to to know what 13 percent is uh, relative to 100 percent. It's not really that big. Perhaps uh, our Latino brothers are are certainly more numerous than we are. And and collectively, at some point, white folk will be the minority. They say by 2050, white folks will be the minority. But the idea of replacing them, they own every goddamn thing. They're making the rules, not us. So this bullshit theory that they, they happily put on Fox News to, to uh, keep white folks scared and frightened and, and, and buying guns and, and putting a battery in the pack, backs of these, these wannabe militia people. The fact that they, they made a Kyle Rittenhouse a hero after he gunned down uh, peaceful protesters, after he gunned them down, shot one man on the ground in the back, and he walks, and they made that guy a hero. Uh, this is where we are. Uh, what's uh, oh? You got the definition, Mark. What's what's the definition? All right, the definition: the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. Also, the unlawful use of unlawful use or threat of violence, especially against the state or the public, as a politically motivated means of attack or coercion. Okay, so by the textbook definition, what's this man's name? This piece of shit's name? I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I I stopped learning names. The fact that I know Rittenhouse is a, is a, is an annoyance. That the fact that I got to know this guy's name that you, that you, that it stands out in your mind. Well, anyway, this piece of shit committed an that's act a, that's of terrorism. A good name. I don't want them to call it anything else other than an act of terrorism. Actually, Anybody the police chief did call it that, which is finally. They usually say, well, finally. he actually said, you know, he said, make no bones, make no bones about it. this was a, a Horatio. This was a racial attack. An attack on a group specifically because of their color. No other, there was no other like, you know, coloring it this way or that way. This guy said, this is what it is. We can sit there and try to, uh, you know, sanitize it. This is what this was. Right. No, it's certainly a hate crime, but I want people to understand. I, I don't want it to be, I don't want you, as you said, I don't want any, any, any other fake spin for it to go left or right. This was an act of terrorism. This was a terroristic act. Read the definition one more time, Mark. The unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of a political aims. Also, the unlawful use or threat of violence, especially against the state or the public as a political, mo- politically motivated means of attack or coercion. Well, that's what it is. You're talking about uh, replacement theory. This is about making sure that you you codify white supremacy in America and and this is this is the 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 first shots. I, I said to you guys, and I, I texted all of you, and I said, "This, the Civil War has begun." You know, we can we can we can you know whistle past the graveyard, but the Civil War has begun. This man dressed up as a soldier, and he went out and executed whatever marching orders he thought he had. He's not alone. He's not alone. There are other people right now and these militias out, out in the hinterlands practicing and rehearsing and dry running the Civil War. You know what, Keith? Uh, I know you have more than one handgun, more than one firearm. And I think really, you know, if we want to start to stop gun violence in America, you know, Dave Chappelle said it best. Every black person in America needs to apply for a firearm license today because then you will see a change oh yes you will that'll change the whole game plan because then they know you just cannot just walk up into a place and start shooting innocent people who are not who don't who don't who do not have protection on them 
this 18-year-old kid walks into this to the super before he gets into the supermarket, he's shooting people. And the people that he's shooting are elderly folks, man. You know, 76, 86 years old, 60 years old. They're shooting them for for what reason of hate? Because you gotta think back. Because I started thinking in my head, I said, four years ago we had uh the, the orange fool up in there. Right. He, he somehow gave these people this right to do this crazy nonsense. And which is, you go back to his age, he had to be 15. So all this hate and what he's reading online, hearing on the news, now he figured he could go out there and do this. But he's such a coward because now he comes out of the, the, the store, now I want to give myself up. Bitch move. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know uh, <laughs> what bothers me more about uh, not only the, the cowardice of this, this, this piece of shit, uh, I believe that's his uh his his uh his Christian name. Yes, piece of shit. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what bothers me is that yeah, you're right. He he came out like a little bitch. The fact that he was another person who was fully armed, wearing wearing body armor, the whole nine yards, dressed to the nines, carrying an assault style weapon, and not a single shot fired at. Him. Well, he came out not with. I mean, yeah, he did come out like a little girl, but he came out more so with the confidence and the utter assurance that he came out, we can call it the Rittenhouse. He came out knowing that, you know what, I can do this and be okay. Because prior to when we had these hate crimes or these things of the nature, a lot of times the guys would, you know, go, you know, they would shoot up a bunch of people and then you find a guy dead, self-inflicted gunshot wound. Rittenhouse said, why am I killing myself? I'll just take my chance in the court system. This system is set up for me to succeed anyways. Let me roll my dice here. And then when that happened, and he won, and then he got paraded on Newsmax and, and uh, Fox News, uh, the, the Tucker Show, the whatever. It's not called the Fox News anymore. It's not, it's well, not, yeah, it's that's not a the, news channel. But yeah, uh, he got paraded on, on the talking head shows. As as a hero, this just gemmed up this kid to think, you know what? I'm going to do this because the news feeds he's he's watching and the uh, um, – the internet feeds he's he's watching just confirms his beliefs that's the problem we keep saying we said it a thousand times whatever you believe you can get a confirmation on it through online because the algorithms are set up that way logically they made sense but then they've gone to a whole nother level so this kid thought you know i'm gonna shoot the people and why would i ever take my own life i'll just roll my dice and if by some chance i get convicted well then i'll do it then you know i'll you know suddenly find myself you know, hung several times, you know, with, with something going on, but he had no, he had no care or no sense that he, things would go wrong. That's why I can throw my hands up in the air and know it's going to be okay because I've seen it work out pretty good for me so far. Me being like you've missed a white male shooter. Mm -hmm. That is true. It's like, well, yeah, no, again, it's, 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 I'm always amazed. I mean, if you have a, pack of Lucy's on a street in New York. <laughs> you killed. <laughs> you're choked out. Um if you if you are not walking on the sidewalk in 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 Missouri, you're gunned down. Um if you're if if you're pulled over, you know, by the side of the road with your girlfriend and your and your kid in the car and you happen to mention that you are a licensed gun owner, you're shot in your driver's seat. You walk out of a building. How many of these guys have walked out? I mean, remember Aurora, Colorado, that that crazy looking fool shot up a movie theater. Theater, yeah. And walked out. Yeah. Walked out. You you know, made it to trial. And what was the other kid that they took to McDonald's and got him something to eat? Oh yeah, what's his face? Uh, uh, um, oh, I thought that uh, was I thought that was Rittenhouse. What that wasn't Rittenhouse? No, that was no, no that was no. the South Carolina kid. That was the kid that shot up the, the church. church. They took him down to McDonald's. Dylan Roof. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I got my shooters confused. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, there's so many of them. It's, it's insane. I mean, really, you know, as I said, in America, this is no longer a, a, a bug in the system. It's a feature. Yeah. You know, you know what this is, Anthony? This is a new version of lynching. This way I see it. New version of lynching, whereas that you're, you're not hung in trees. We just shoot you down. Uh, police kill you. Uh these shooters kill you, walk in churches, stores, kill you. 
So they're not lynching you no more. They're just killing you. And as you say, they take the chance with the courts. We'll see what happens. Let me take a spin on this. They're getting away with it. Yes. And 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 new lynching it. style. New lynching style. That's what yeah, it is. Good way to put it, Keith. That, that uh, I think we said it earlier, and it's, you know, when uh, Keith said it, when Trump got into office, I mean, these people always been there, but he unleashed them. He gave them right. a sense of, hey, you could say, I mean, literally say whatever you want to say. I mean, he said whatever he wanted to say, and there was no, uh, well, there was no political consequence because he, quote unquote, won the election. And then they said, well, heck, if he can do it, I've been essentially ordained by whatever, and they have just been unleashed. And then the second unleashing, which is another bad sign, was the Rittenhouse uh, um, non-conviction because they said, okay, fine. Like I said, it used to be, you know, you go, you would do uh, like in the movie, The Town, I love that movie, where the, 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 the line, um, um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name now, uh, Renner says, we, we're holding court on Ridden Street. You know, we're going to do this robbery and we're not going to go to court. We're going to go to courts in the streets. We're going to shoot it out. You, we win or we lose, but we're not going to take our chances in, in the trial system because we know how it's going to go. Renault said, no, 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 no. Why shoot out with the cops? You know, because even they, they shot him a couple of times, but he was so heavily armored. He was like, all right, man, it was just kind of, kind of <laughs> right. like, you know, what are you doing? And he said, okay, fine. Because I think we, we did the, um, the video I saw today was when he was uh, arraigned. Somebody said, why is he wearing, um, I think it was a paper, like, paper jumpsuit. For, like, suit, like, yeah. And that's obviously so he can't, quote, unquote, hang himself. But he was, he was like, right. Why am I, you could give me a, a million miles of rope. I'm never hanging myself. <laughs> why am I going to hang myself? I'll just roll no, my back on, on these people here. And hopefully my lawyer that you, I'm, I'm going to run, I'm pretty much assure that his lawyer Will be somebody that is funded that you will never know about. He's not. He's not going to get a public defender. I, he's going to get some lawyer who's going to figure out a way to make sure that that jury looks a lot like him, mm-hmm. and he'll right. probably a lot like get him. And, and the case is going to be mental illness, and oh, yeah, he was polluted by by social media and everything else, and he is suffering delusional. He's delusional and the whole not. This piece of shit's name is Peyton Gendry. Peyton Gendry. Whatever. Yeah. P A Y T O N. Hope I never, hope I never remember it. Even though I'm going to, for the next, for the next you know, uh, I, month or so, I'm going to be seeing this stupid thing. Yeah. I've worked in Until Buffalo one. multiple times. Uh, I, <laughs> I genuinely like that city. Uh, as I said, I've been up there. I, I can't tell you how many different times I've performed up there and been up there. Uh, and I, and, and if you've traveled and if you've worked in Western New York, I've certainly been in tops. Uh, um, uh, supermarket. In fact, uh, uh, my mother's family lives, uh, she has a lot of her family up in Rochester, New York, Western New York as well. And there's, I believe Tops is also a supermarket in that area. And I know that last time I was there, we, you know, uh, uh, my son and I went to, you know, grab snacks and goodies and whatever. So, you know, I, when I heard that, it just struck home because, again, I could have been in the chips aisle looking for my favorite snacks as this fool walked in the door. And and we both could have been shot just because. Right. Just yeah. because. There was we, had a, and, we had a soundbite today, which was probably, and they're all horrible. And there's no, like, this is, you know, my, my, there's no, mine is worse than yours. These are all horrible. So one of the bites was it was a guy who was, uh he was broken up. He's uh, uh I don't know, probably around our age, and he's has a little boy next to him, like a little boy. I think the kid's four or five ish, and he's saying, right. you know, he was just going to he my I lost everything. My brother was just going to get a cake for a birthday cake for yes. his son. He's the kid's right here, and now you know, I lost everything. I had that, that was all I had. Now, now what do I got? I got I lost my brother. He lost his father. Who's going to raise this? You know, obviously, he, you know, I, I assume that the uncle will, but it was, it was heartbreaking because it's one of those deals where. If that guy is always the case, he goes five minutes later, five minutes early, and nothing happens, or picks mm-hmm. a different store just by chance. My sure you've been in that store a million times, and this is one time, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, there was a, a retired police officer that was working security, uh, Aaron Slater, and he confronted right. the guy. He shot him a couple of times, but like Anthony yeah, said, like, he was he was he was like I am, you know, and he ended up losing his life, man. 
55 years old. Then there was another uh, lady. Her name was Ruth Winfield, 86. Her son was was the Buffalo uh, Fire Commissioner uh, at the time. And she had just left there from seeing her husband. I think he was in a um, A, a nursing home home and went to get some fruit and stuff. Now imagine, like Anthony said, you're going out on a a Saturday morning minding your business and, and this shit jumps off. And you and you die for some bullshit because of someone's belief, which is wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, think think about the 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 mind trip that is, because you're in a situation that suddenly becomes life and death, and you really can't even process the fact that holy smokes, this is life and death. They're actually shooting. You know, somebody. I was on the train today. Somebody dropped, you know, must have fallen asleep and they're, you know, with their phone in their hand and they fall asleep and the phone hits the floor. You know, the iPhone is heavy and it makes that thunk. And I looked around everybody. When I tell you everybody on the car looked in the direction of that noise, that's where we are. Man just dropped his fell asleep, dropped his phone. It said, boom, on the floor. It sounded like a thump, a shot. Everybody turned around to see what happened. People started, you know, looking for the exits. I'm like, whoa, boy, this is this this is insane. Yeah. People on pins and needles, man. You know, from the last incident in the subway station, people are actually really scared, man. So, like you said, any sound, people looking like, do I jump out of this car right away? Do I pull the pull the button? Do I stop right. the train? You know, all the stuff, you know, it, it, it's a lot to comprehend. And you figure in this day and time, things should be easy. But it's not. Everybody's on a, a different stress level, man, and they worry. You know, you walk out your house in the morning. There is no guarantee that you're going to make it back home in the evening. You just hope. Right. You get back like home. Derek said a, a thousand times cause into, until our next podcast, when as he says, when they didn't when they didn't do anything when they shot them babies, nothing's ever going to happen. If, yeah. if that wasn't your tripping point, if, you know, if no, that was a tipping point, it's that- never going to. Just like if a candidate could say, just grab him by the P and still get elected. <laughs> everything's on everything's up for you know up for everything's on the table yeah no but i again i i'm i'm gonna take a page out of dave Chappelle's book and that is everybody needs to every black person every black the kids <laughs> you know, 13, whatever the state whatever the stage the, the state age limit is for you to have a rifle or a gun you need to go get one you just need to go, you know, even if you don't buy the, the firearm itself, you need to go on record. There needs to be a spike that they can see, a spike that they can see. Holy smokes, you know, 10% of black people, 20% of black people are all, you know, registering to purchase firearms. 30%. You watch them change. Watch them laws change. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Anthony? Uh, That's how the Black New, Panthers did it. Uh, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Washington, I think Maryland are the only ones that won't grant you a permit unless you have, you know, your own of a store or something like that. Right. Or you're um, in political and stuff. But every, every, mostly every place else, you can get a permit, but not, like you said, but not enough black people are getting it. Uh, if that changed, that, that law changed, we should encourage black folks, no matter what, your age, if you pass twenty one, put it in, and then, then, like you said, the laws will change. You know, it's not um, going to stop the people who's just shooting people just to be shooting because they're going to get illegal guns anyway. So anyway. when they so when they make these laws up, it ain't for those guys. Those for the it's for the people who honestly need protection. Imagine you're going to work two o'clock in the morning, and you know cats out there with guns, and you ain't got nothing but. Uh, 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 a mace. Hope. <laughs> Hope and mace. That's, Hope that's and, <laughs> and if you happen to have a firearm on you, it'll be that day that the cops will stop you and arrest you. Right. But you carrying it because you're afraid something might happen to you. And and the, what was that statement always? I'd rather be judged by 12, 12. Than, than be carried by yeah. six. Yep. No, you know, it's funny you mentioned that too, Keith, because I, I used to, I had <laughs> Somebody asked me a few years back, somebody asked me, you know, that's, you know, semi-famous. I won't, I won't drop his name, I won't name drop here, but 
But ask me, you know, because uh, I mentioned, I said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, a pistol license because I had been threatened mm-hmm. uh, on while I was on the radio. And I said, you know, and, and, and just as you described, I mean, and, you know, Mark knows, you know, we, we all, all of us have been working the, the insane hours, you know, the pre-dawn hours, you know, just the nature of our jobs. We've all worked pre-dawn hours. And I had been coming in, um, you know, getting up and leaving the house at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'd be on the streets in New York by myself, you know, and you know, looking over my shoulder. I'm saying, you know what? Um, I don't know if this person is really going to do something or or just, you know, being an idiot, writing, you know, writing whatever letters they're writing. Um, but I don't want to be caught by surprise with somebody, you know, uh, trying to do a mock David Chapman on me, not saying I'm John Lennon, but I'm just saying, <laughs> um, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want that surprise, you know? Um, and I always thought, I said, you know, and then, and, and it was the same thing you said that, uh, he said, yeah, I, I can do it. Cause the person was a cop. He said, I can, you know, I can make you know a couple calls and I can probably get you, mm-hmm. get you, you know, fast track to get you one. Yeah. Okay. A carry permit. Yes. But in New York city, you cannot, in Long Island, once you cross the Nassau border, which is insane. So let's say you live in uh like, like Great Neck. Yeah. Right? Um, you can't carry your gun in, in Douglaston, Queens, but as soon as you get to Great Neck, you can whip that bad boy out. Really? If you have a carry permit, yeah, if you have a carry permit, you can carry the gun in Nassau and Suffolk County. You cannot carry it in New York City. In, in New York City. And for people who don't live in the area, New York City. Um, you've heard of Long Island. Long Island is just an actual island that that encompasses uh, four counties. Two two of the counties happen to be in the city of New York, Brooklyn and Queens, and the other two counties uh, make up the rest of the island, Long Island, which is Nassau and Suffolk County. So uh, Queens and Nassau County border each other, and literally, you can be like on once you can be on one block and be in Queens, uh, New York City, and you cross the street and you're in Nassau County. Um, Long Island, but if you have your pistol permit in Nassau County and you cross the street into Queens with your gun, they can arrest you. That's insane. That's crazy. So, Mark, you could apply for a... uh, Yeah, you need to apply, Mark. Apply for a handgun. But then his problem is, like you said, once he gets to the city, it's no good. It's no good. He can't use it. can't use it. Even though though you're traveling traveling into the city in the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, I, I just always felt like I didn't want one because, uh, and I know you know this. They say if you carry one, you can't you can't threaten to shoot somebody. Once you pull the gun, you have to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, they say guns are not you know they're, they're not made for threats. If I if I pull the gun and point it at you, I got to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wasn't sure if I was ready to do that. And you have to shoot to kill. You can't do the or like the people. So when you can just you can't do like the movies. We just wound them. I'm, I'm not James Bond. Yeah. I can shoot you in the in the toe oh, no, and no. you stop moving. I gotta no, no. go for a kill shot. Yeah. Set a match, yeah. Uh, uh, just, just well, they're gonna know. I, I got a permit now to carry in Philly when I go to Pennsylvania. Well, throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. And the only reason I got it because I go to Philadelphia a lot. And Phil and Philly is crazy. They they don't shoot like five rounds. They shooting thirty rounds at one person. Seventeen shots to kill one person. I'm like. Why? And I'm like, where are you getting these automatic weapons from that you're shooting people like this? And they still haven't got Doc yet? Doc and James Harden dodging all those bullets? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they they had a court. You know, it's it's just the well, world is in such a chaotic situation. Not just with the gun laws, it's the way people think, and it's just the way the function of the world is, and there's so much hate that you know. It's just it's 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 really just sad. One big player hit his ball out there. Yeah, that we <laughs> as people and we all and what people re- fail to realize because of the color of my skin does that make me different from you? We bleed and we die the same. No one dies or bleed differently. When when they bury you in a cemetery, you don't know if it's a black person, white person, Spanish person, Chinese person by you. You there? That's what this, this is. Where we putting you at? What you? Yeah, gonna, they'll know when they when they open the coffin and see that that purple <laughs> suit. They'll go. Clearly, not one of us. <laughs> you know. So uh, uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, sentimentally, you're right, but practically, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. I agree in sentiment. Practically, I, I, I'm not so sure. You know, it, it's 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 horrible to say, man. I mean, you know, uh, but this this is based on this this idea of white, you know, white supremacy. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, everybody's talking around the edges, and and I know Mark, you'll be talking about it on your on your news programs. You'll be talking about this replacement theory, but but. This white supremacy, America, and I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again because it needs repeating, and, it, and we always repeat the same things when the same things happen. America was built on white supremacy. It's like one of the key ingredients. Like, you can't make French toast without bread. White supremacy is the bread in America's French toast. That's that, 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 there's no way around it. It's just there. Bread it's, and it's, eggs, it's, the cinnamon. Bread and eggs, yes. It's, 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 it's foundational. Pan. I mean, from, from the Declaration of Independence, uh, yeah, the sauce, everything. It's, it's the breakfast of of, of, of uh, American champions, of, 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 of KKK we're, champions. We're the I mean. orange juice. It'd be nice to have, but you really don't need it. <laughs> exactly. Pop exactly it right. off. But, you know. And some people the cough, you know. And, 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 and as I said before, 13%, we're not even a big glass of orange juice. We want them little tiny yeah, ones you can in the restaurant yeah. and charge you $4. It's like a sample it. juice. <laughs> sample <laughs> juice. That's what we are. 13%. That's exactly what we are. Uh, and and this, this is what I'm saying. I mean, it, until that mindset changes, and it, it hasn't changed in over 200 years, and it's not going away, I think, I really do believe the reason that they're talking about this replacement theory and everything else and this and, and white supremacy is on the rise is because the writing is literally on the wall in terms of the time. As I said, estimates say by 2050, America will no longer be a majority white nation. I mean, it won't be black people being in the majority. It'll be more likely than not Latinos uh, who will be in the majority. But white folks will certainly no longer be the, in the majority and they're scared to death of not being in the majority they're scared to death of, of losing what they think is theirs they don't recognize that they stole this country and that the, and that and that from from the people who were here the indigenous people and that black people built this motherfucker I mean that, that, you know, there's no way around it I mean you know we, we're responsible for the wealth of this country uh, the south would not have survived without us um and so, yeah, they're afraid of all of that. They're afraid of, of, of the whole idea. And and when you start beating that drum, it becomes it becomes terrifying. And they feel, and I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just trying to trying to see it through their through their lens. They feel that they need to do this right now. And it's going to get really really bad. As I said, this young man, Peyton, this bitch, um, was was firing shots in what he thinks is the civil war. And I believe the civil war is actually taking place right now. We're in it uh, and we're going uh, forward with it until such time as as, um, we recognize and put this shit down. It's going to take a tremendous change in political leadership. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I think America would be better served at this point, just being broken up into four pieces and, and let people move where the hell they want to move, especially following uh, this this latest Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that. Uh, speaking of civil war, um, there is one going on in Philadelphia. You know, <laughs> the, the, the heart of liberty. There's definitely a civil war going on down there because uh, your boy Joel Embiid, you know, kind of. Oh, it was no kind of. <laughs> no, tossed uh, uh, James Harden in front of the uh, proverbial. Really transit system. Here's what I like about Joel, and this is the this is twofold. It's the sensibility of of a non-American where he's not used to. It. The, the the good thing about foreign people, I know it's going to a generalization, but roll with me, is that they're not usually worried about your feelings, trying to protect your feelings and, and trying to soften blows. They say what they believe is the truth. And if you have offended, well, then you just offended. Where we always try to soften a blow, like we'll say, "Oh man, such and such." Like the, the, the soften a blow we always do with Doc Rivers is, "Oh, I like Doc." Well, you may like him, but he's not done well in the postseason. Can we just say that and and not have to put the uh, the buffer in between? Uh, you know, I'm about to say something ne- negative, and then but I got to let you know I still like this guy. Yeah, I still I think Doc is a nice guy. I enjoy him on television. 
But coaching wise, he's just messed up too much. And Joel being, you know, he's not from here. He's, he didn't grow up here with all these, you know, weird worry about your sensibilities and your, and your emotions. Said exactly what everybody in the world knows except for Maury. I'm hoping as a Philly fan that the ownership says, listen, we are not going to spend, I think it's a quarter of a billion dollars, like two, the, the, the Supermax, on a guy who is cooked now. And by the time he's, I guess it'd be uh, 38, I think, going to be making, I think, either 55 or $60 million. That's insane. That's just absolutely insane. I would just say, listen, the good thing about some teams, like, and I don't like Belichick a lot, but the thing I do like about them is that they don't have any problem cutting you loose when you're not useful anymore. If you made a bad deal, and it was a bad deal to begin with, this the swap from Harden and Simmons, not so much those two players. That's you can argue the point because they actually performed the exact same way in the playoffs. Him, Simmons and Harden scored the exact same point in the second half of the game. Yes, but, you're right. Yeah, that's not a joke. It's literally that's what happened. But the problem I had with the trade was that you gave away shooting and, and Curry, the backup, real big backup big man, and 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 uh, oh my god, Drummond, and you gave away draft picks. So at this right. point, if you're the ownership, you can say, "Listen, we've made a bad decision." Let's not compound it by sign, sign this guy to a long-term extension just because you feel like you have to save face or you you got to get something for you got to get something for it. You made a mistake. This guy is not the guy anymore, and there's nothing in his history that says he's going to go in the offseason saying, "I'm going to change my body. I'm going to rededicate to get in shape, <laughs> to get in shape, and to really just kind of get back to where I want to be." He doesn't have that in him. He's not. He's not like a like I think I, mean, I know he kind of had a tough go second time around, but like Tim Duncan, I'm sorry, Chris Paul changed his body to try to be more healthy. Tim Duncan, as he got older, changed his body. Listen, I can't carry the same weight. I'm going to change my, I'm going to change. There's nothing hard to make to say that. And I hope ownership doesn't say, Maury, do what you want. Because if it's up to Maury, he's such an egotistical uh, maniac. He's going to feel compelled to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to still sign him because I, th- I think I'm right. And that'd be a Just put that anyway. You know what? James Harden, <clears throat> and I, I'm going to call it the way I see it. He's a hell of a player during was. the season. Well, he was a hell of a player during the season. Yeah, but when it can. comes to the playoff, and it has been shown each time he has been in big-time games, he has never shown up. And you figure he's the number two option on, on the 76ers. Mm-hmm. And he's not taking control. Once a B goes out the game, that's his shoulder run. You know what? He deferred to Tyrese Maxey, a second-year player. You run the show. Uh, here, Tobias, you shoot the ball. I don't want to shoot the ball. You're supposed to be the man. You, you, you step up your game. And I agree with Mark. I would not give him no super max. I hope by, they don't. Because by the time he's 38, shoot, he'd be 33 this year. He might be washed up now. He is not the same heart that was in Houston. No, no. It, it'd be me, such me, a waste me, of time. I hope they don't. Let me say this. First of all, uh, you know, Chris Paul, to his credit, and, and Tim Duncan, to this to their, his credit, both changed their diets to, yeah. to uh, uh, try to change their body. Uh, even LeBron, you know, changed his, his, his eating habits to kind of uh, help his training and everything else. Chris Paul became a vegetarian and, and, and leaned his body out. As for Harden, it's going to be very difficult because I don't think they have a healthy menu at Magic City. No. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know where he gets the vegan, vegan, vegan food at Magic City. I think it's just lemon pepper wings, barbecue, yeah. buffalo. Uh, so it's going to be hard for him to change his change his body. Um, you know, at strip club, I'm just saying. You know, getting his rest at the strip club is not going to happen. I hope they. As that. for the money, no, they're they're not going to give him the max. Uh, but the problem they have is that James James Harden essentially blew a quarter billion dollars. He blew a quarter billion dollars with this playoff uh, appearance. As Keith said, and you, you said, Mark, you know, not showing up in the playoffs. He blew a quarter billion dollars. But he has $47 million to opt into for next year. And he's going. He's definitely not going to leave that alone. He's going to opt in. No, he's going to opt um, into that. So yeah, he's going to opt into that. So Philly, the smart move is, Make him prove it. And I would, you know, and even if he proves it, I would still say, you know, let him rock. Let him walk. You know, let him see what he can get on the open market. 
next year. And if, if he can't get anything and he wants to come back on a, on a, on a team-friendly deal, then we'll do that. But, you know, let him. He's going to take this $47 million. If he changes his body and he he, he gets out of the strip club and, 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 and puts the wings down and, and tries a salad for once, <laughs> um, then – and comes back and, and, and can find his mojo and get his game back together. And he has an outstanding season where he's, you know, he's in the MVP conversation. And you know what? Maybe you sign him to a short-term uh, big money deal. We, you know, maybe not for four years or five years, but short-term. But if not, or if he comes back and, it's in the, and the numbers are, and, and the metrics are saying that he's pretty much on the decline, as, you, as, as uh, both of you have stated, then you let them walk. You let them walk on that forty-seven Absolutely. million. The problem that they have, though, is is the problem you just mentioned. They gave up the draft picks. Uh-huh. They gave up the draft capital. They gave up the the young players. They gave up the depth. And this was the uh, the the supposed to be the window. You know, the big mistake they made a couple of years ago was 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 the choice between Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Ooh, yeah. And and they decided to sign Tobias to that big money as opposed to keep well, Jimmy Buckets. Let's I mean that's true. But part of that also, I mean I mean Jimmy's trying to make it seem like I was definitely gonna say that he didn't he didn't like Ben Simmons. He didn't like Brett Brown and he didn't really like Philly. He liked Joel. That's the part he loved. He was in love with Joel and he was in love with the fact of how Philly treated the Philly fans treat him, but he didn't Necessarily like living in Philadelphia, and he couldn't. He thought Ben Simmons was fugazi, and he didn't trust Brett Brown. So when he says, "Yeah, I want to stay here," he just wanted to stay with his boy Joel. He liked Joel, but so that that was a mistake um, because that, the money was offered to him, and they and then he's like, "Yeah, you know, kind of, I'm gonna get out of here." But the hard end, I totally agree. Let, pay him the forty-seven because he's an opt-in. Nobody's gonna walk away for forty-seven million dollars. Pay him that money. Try to win the championship. If you win, great. If not, Go because think about it. The New York Yankees. I'm a Yankee Yankee fan. When Jeter's contract, the first contract he had passed up, and he was looking for like a, another, I guess, a re up for uh, uh, more money. Right. He was he wasn't Jeter anymore. He was you know, he wasn't that superstar. He was a good player. And Cashman basically said, "Listen, if you go out there and find something else, go ahead. But we're not going to pay you. We're not going to give you the Pujols contract. When when the Angels signed Pujols to the ten year." Ridiculous right. money. We're not gonna do that because hey, that's paying the, for the client. Yeah. yeah, that's and I'm not paying for what you the, the all these sports contracts are not for what you did, is what you're gonna do. And then the Yankees they said we're not gonna pay you for what you did, we're paying for what you do. So when Jeter couldn't find anything else and he was feelings got hurt, he came back and said, Okay, fine, I you know, I'll, I'll find I'll I'll take your offer. You know, yeah. <laughs> because at that point he was humbled a little you bit know. and that was the right deal. He got another world, world series out of it, but he was humbled. The same thing I would do to Harden. If you win a championship, great. And quite frankly, if they win a championship, great. Thank you very much. Um, this is what we're paying now. We're not giving you the Supermax. We're not giving you anything close to Supermax. If you want to take this, he's going to sound great, this $20 million a year for three years, fine. But we're not giving you 30 plus, 40 plus. Even if we win a championship, I'm not paying you for what you did. I'm paying for what you're going to do. That's how business usually works. Not for what you, you know, we don't pay you, hey, you, your stock used to be great and we're going to continue to pay you. No, we pay you for what you think the stock's going to be. That's what the futures are about. They're gonna give me give me the James Evans contract. We don't, <laughs> exactly right. We don't want your money, but I'll take twenty million. <laughs> yeah. And that would well, be great. Twenty million be that and and that's obscene to even say. Twenty million is a good contract in the NBA. Yeah, that's what well, that is. That's pretty good there, money. There's one oh, player fair. I know who's about to get paid. He plays for the Boston Celtics. Oh, that well, boy! He, his, he got a zero on his back. His name is Jason Tatum. That boy is a. He's a problem. He has upped his game to another level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, no. I watch the games and I watch what this young man has been doing. Oh, it's incredible. He has so, his game. Oh. He's, he ain't better. As, all right. Him or the boy Luca? Which Ooh. one you start? If you get if you, either one, you start your team from scratch. Who you pick? Oh, hang, oh. On, hang on. I got, I, got, I got the question because some I, I'm going to steal this question. And, you okay. know, sometimes you see it good. I heard it on ESPN this past Saturday. I forget. Oh my! I really, I feel, I feel bad. Uh, this, this uh, really, I, you know, I, I'm really in the car that time of night listening to radio, sports radio. But anyway, it was this young woman, young man. They do a show on Saturday night. I guess it's coast to coast. And the question was: um, You walk into a room. There's four seats at the table. Four. There's five seats at the table. The four of the seats are filled. 
In one seat, you have Giannis. In another seat, you have KD. In the third seat, you have LeBron. And in the fourth seat, you have Steph Curry. Who gets the fifth seat? No. <laughs> Damn, man. Mark, Ooh. I'm, I'm taking Luka because I think in, uh, between Luka and Tate and between Luka and Tatum, those are my two choices. I'm going Luka just because I think his game will always wear well. Not like Tatum's like, you know, a high wire act. He's not that guy at all. I mean, he's athletic, but he's not like relying on it to get all this stuff. I just think Luka's game is will wear longer, better. And people forget that's a big ass boy. He's not like some six five. He's a man. He's like, he's probably about the same size as LeBron, but you don't really jump out of it. And think you don't that see way. it that way, right? Yeah. Hmm. Kate, who gets the fifth seat? I'm going with Jason Tatum right now. From what he has done from the second half of the season and still doing now at a consistent basis, this kid is knocking down threes. And going to the hoop, he's giving you the whole package. He's rebounding, he's throwing assists. I love Luca, but I got I got to go with I got to go with Tatum. I got to go with Tatum. I got a question for you guys. This I thought about this literally today when I was driving in because I got nothing else to do with that time in the morning. <laughs> anyway, top ten plays of the league, four of them are clearly foreign. Are there more? And I said the four, the four, top, the four is obviously the last, the last four MVPs, Giannis Joker. and uh, and Joker. Joker. And B is the last runner up the last two years. Right. And, and the Luka. fourth is Luca. Is there a fifth guy in the top ten league that is foreign born? Hmm. Wow. Now I gotta think. I gotta think. So you said obviously the the, the four: Giannis, Jokic, uh, Luca, and and B. And so, who would be? Is there a, is because I'm trying. I was thinking, I was like, is there a fifth guy? I'm just because I'm, I'm just thinking of like the top ten players of the, the remaining top ten. I don't. I mean, it's probably somebody. You gotta go with who's nipping at, at, at the, the at, at the edge. At I, the I don't. Door. I don't see nobody else at this moment. Yeah, in my I, head. I, let's go by teams. Okay, let's. Well, nobody in Boston. Nobody in Brooklyn. Nobody in the Knicks. No. We said Phillies. I was in beat. Toronto, Siakam's not a top ten player. No, no, he's no. not. No. Bulls. So you uh, go down to Miami. Uh, okay, we got. I'm going to Central. Bulls. Um, no, no top tens. Cleveland. Uh, no. No. Detroit. No. Indiana. Oh, it, is Demonis still? No, he's not. He's just some, he's in Sacramento. He's not top ten. All he's right. not t- no, Milwaukee's top 10. obviously Giannis. Uh, the Hawks. No, right? No. Nobody. Ha- uh, Hornets. No. No. Miami. No. No. Magic, no. Mm-mm. Wizards, no. We know Denver has Joker. Minnesota has no. OKC, I don't know who the hell's on OKC at all. I have no idea. Nobody. <laughs> um, Portland, no. Utah, is Rudy Gobert top 10? No, no. Shaq no. said he would have them for snack. Or um, like Golden that. State, no. <laughs> the Clippers, no. The Lakers, no. Phoenix, Aiden is, he's foreign born, but it's like he's, a, he's from an island, but he's not a top 10. But he's not a top 10. Sacramento, I, I don't know who's on Sacramento. I have no idea. You know Dallas, no Houston, Memphis, no Mm-mm. Pelicans, no, and Spurs. No. So yeah, so only four that we can yes. absolutely say. But that's crazy. I think in the span of ten years ago, you would have never said it, it would have been maybe one. Ten years ago, maybe. Now it you guys, no, no, the, the game has changed. Yeah, yeah it's evolved. It's changed. All right, so let me ask this question. Uh, so, so we're split on on the fifth seat. Uh, Keith said Jason Tatum. Mark said Luca. Uh, I'm I'm leaning. Damn, I'm leaning Luca, only because I think Luca, because he plays so damn slow. You can't speed him up. His game is not going to to devolve. Um, in fact, it's evolving. He's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's playing a European game. He's learning the American game. And to your point, Mark, um, he's a big guy. And he comes from a country that was war-torn. So, you know, you can't punk him. No, no. You're not no, going to scare Luca. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to freak him out with no nonsense. You know, this guy's lived, lived, you know, under shelling and bombing and, and AK. So he, he's all right. Uh, I, I, I think Jason Tatum's game, I mean, the, 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 the series against Milwaukee, was a coming out party for that young man. I mean, what the, the stuff he did 
you know, the 40 pointer the other night, um, just, just, it was stupid. I mean, it was just, I mean, the shots he was making uh, consistently, you know, and, and I think like Jason Tatum was, was, was part of the, uh, the Kobe coaching, Kobe, the Mamba mentality tree. Yeah. Cause I think uh, he, uh, Kobe was kind of mentoring him yeah. and D Booker. Well, I'm the one who I think inherits the Mamba mantle uh, between those two. It's got to be Jason Tatum at this point. I'm not talking about recency bias because I realize no, no, what no, happened. Been doing the same. Well, well Anthony, the Devin Booker problem is the the yeah we know girl, we know, you know. Them, them girls you know what happened with him. They, those girls put up numbers, man. I'm telling you, they put up numbers. <laughs> Black man's kryptonite. That's what it is. <laughs> they put up. I mean, we haven't. Who survived it? Nobody. 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 No. Everybody. I mean, you know, Odell. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 Lamar. Uh, Lamar, Odom. Lamar Odom was was in a was in a <laughs> found himself in a in a, in a in a brothel, you know, close to death from damn near from OD, and that that's what happened. That's how o, he had o, o Viagra and everything. <laughs> yep. And then and then Ben Simmons, you know, his back is shot and he can't play no more. He's got mental issues after breaking up with the one of, with the Jenner girl. Um. Who else? Tristan Thompson. He done, he, he done made more babies, <laughs> yeah. more baby mamas, and then traveled all over the league right now with you know different spots. Who else? Uh, wow. James Harden. Well, James Harden. Saw what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Caitlyn, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Ru- ru- ruin the Wheaties box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just that 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 whatever's in there that that's that's a poison well, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, so, the, the milk's so gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking, you know, as we, as we wrap this up in terms of these playoffs, I mean, it's been exciting. It's been exciting. Um, I just want to toss some names out and 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 get you guys' thoughts on Chris Paul legacy. Uh, he's he's going he's going to make the Hall of Fame, but he Everybody won't make it with a championship. Game. He won't make it with a championship. He'd be um, like Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing and them guys. You know, his time has it's basically faded away. You know. Yeah. So Chris Paul's one of those guys that he would probably be much su- uh, better suited for either truly uh, uh what's it? uh uh what body what's it that's the thing they do um time uh, something management workload management whatever. He'd be better suited for a a 65 game season because I think he reminds me a little bit of Kyler Murray in the fact that he starts off like a house of fire, but the body just wears down. The size just wears down, and he just—it's hard to maintain that. And he's not like he's a—he's not like a little guy. He's not like I me. Mean, Spud Webb's little. He's not little. He's a thick guy, but I think he's just—he will. You know, you said it, he's going to be a Barkley guy. He's going to be snake bitten, and almost like Barkley, both of them won two games in Phoenix in the championship game, and they—they they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think for Chris Paul, I, I, he is in the next thing I'm gonna mention Doc Rivers, which should happen to him. I think he's in that same boat where where they both, you know, whether it's true or not, the perception seems like it's real, and that both of these guys in the playoffs have surrendered um, leads and lost playoff multiple playoff series, and I, and I thought. This was Chris Paul's last best chance to get a chip. And to your point, Keith, he's not getting a chip. Certainly he's a Hall of Fame talent. But I think, you know, at one point he was the point guy. And I'm not so sure that that uh, moniker sticks. I mean, you know, he's, he was once being considered as one of the, you know, the, the great, super great point guards in history. And I'm not so sure that that's it's. Yeah, it's, that title uh, still belongs to true. Irvin Magic Johnson. Irvin Magic Johnson, yeah, but I, you know, again, they, they, you know, then, then they start. Who's number two? Who's number three? Steph Curry suddenly becoming um, the the point guard yeah. du jour to to be the second I, guy. I know Steph is a he's he's listed as a point. I I still think of him as a two. I know he's a point yeah. guard by title, but he's and he, I guess he's he's this new point guard. I mean, because quite frankly, the point guard on the team is Draymond. I mean, that's right. the point guard. On the team, he just happens to play a power forward. So it's like it's like calling AI a point guard. AI was a two guard and and a point guard's body. And, and then Kobe said it best. He said, "Y'all guys are lucky. AI was only six foot. If he was six seven, <laughs> it would have been over. You just lucky that problem. he was that size." Yeah. 
and he was a problem. Okay, so uh, we talked about uh, Luka. Oh, and Doc should be fired. Doc should definitely be fired. Kate? Uh, Doc Reckett is not good at He was. You think back when he was with the Clippers, they had a crew, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. They had everybody, and they still couldn't win. The same has transpired now, even with the 76ers. He can't get past that stumbling block that he that he was able to do with the Celtics. His coaching way. Sure if it was him, I mean, you had you had three Hall of Famers on that team. You had Paul Pierce, uh, Kevin Garnett. In fact, argument be made. Well, you had three top seventy-five players on that team. Yeah, but even with the Clippers, he had he had Paul George, Kawhi, uh, Chris Paul. I think still was there. No, no, Chris Paul was gone at that point. He was what? Uh, he left. Yeah, he, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When he had, when he had okay. the Paul George Kawhi, he he was with he was in Houston or he was in OKC. He was someplace, but he okay. wasn't there. I think it was in Houston. But you you still had Blake Griffin then. You still had a crew, but he still couldn't. He couldn't. They couldn't get past. Yeah. Every time I, they get to the playoff, semi conference final, n- n- never never the finals. I blame him for last year's loss, um, the the lack of stubbornness with with not taking out Ben who couldn't make a free throw and who was just wet in his pants. And I blame him from this year's loss mainly because I go back to <laughs> when you're up by 25 yes. at that point and a guy has a bum thumb, you, you call a timeout, you tell him, you don't wait to the next dead boy. You get him out. And, and he's like, I was going to get him out. No, you get him out. Listen, we're taking out your game. We need you for the next round. I mean, he already had a bum thumb. And then that concussion slash orbital fracture we just derailed that uh, derailed that team to having a, a fair shot at uh at beating Miami. So yeah, bad, but, bad coaching, bad coaching. Yeah, right but I, I think he should be gone. But I don't want D'Antoni. Oh. No, D'Antoni's bad. That's 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 buying into the uh, the, the James Harden moves, right. which would be just, just just insane. And they guys, you know. Let me ask. Okay, let me toss another name. Jason Kidd. As a coach, he's he he has done a hell of a job. <laughs> he has done his thing. Um, he should have been uh, when he was with Milwaukee. They they let him go. And that's when he just got Giannis. Imagine if he would have stayed. You probably would have won the championship with Giannis. I don't know about that. I think Jason Kidd is one of those guys that we always talk about it with players. How you know they they get better. I mean, Jason Kidd he literally walked off the court and walked into the next head coaching job. Then he did a power move there, and, he, and they, they left, and he went to go to Milwaukee. Had a decent year. Once again, pulled a power move. And I think, like players, he evolved. He got better. He got smarter. He got humbled. Because, remember, he was, you know, he was the legend, you know. System coach, yeah. And he got humbled, and he learned to listen. You know what? I got to change some things because otherwise, clearly what I'm doing is not working long term. I'm pissing off players. I'm pissing off management. And – I'm getting out. I'm, I'm losing jobs. So let me change. Let me listen. Let me modify some things because I know the game. Everybody in the league knows the game. There's no stupid coaches. I, I don't, you know, that's just not how it works at that level. But he learned to work better personality wise. I mean, be got better on the personnel side and deal with the personalities a little bit better. So, yeah, if he stayed in Milwaukee, maybe Giannis doesn't become Giannis, even though he was good at, you know, player development. If the, if the star of your team is not feeling you, you don't have a team because they're the ones who run that. It's not football where the coach is the star. This is basketball. The players are the stars. All right. So uh, last last uh, question, uh, Giannis. Did Giannis cement himself as the best player in the league? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if he had stopped, I'll tell you like this. From where he came from to where he is at right now, um. I would consider him the top player in the league. Um, he has shooting. He can handle the ball. He can slice through the middle. But he has to understand when guys, they're sending three guys at you, you cannot go in the middle and try to make the shot. You got to give the ball up to somebody else. Then he wouldn't have got so many offensive fouls. That's the problem <laughs> he ran into. Hmm. You know, he didn't, he didn't rely on his teammates. But once he figures that out, I guess, he, you know, he got time now. And start looking at the goddamn tapes. It go like, damn, I should have gave up the ball. I 
I would probably have to say yes because I think the the data and the eye test would say otherwise. I just have a hesitation towards that as he's the best player in, in the league. What what he what he does have is two tracer, which I love. He has an incredible motor, like that Westbrook motor that just goes and goes and goes. Game one, game eighty two are the same for him. He doesn't have like you know I'm on a back to back or he plays hard every time. And the thing I like most about him is he doesn't fear failure. He has no problem saying, you know what, I'll take this shot or I'll do this. Either work or it won't work, but I won't. I won't fail because I didn't. I didn't try, and that I love. That's that's another. You know, think about these these immigrants. I mean, he's an immigrant to this country, and then he's an immigrant to Greece. And I know he's Greek, but you know, he he wasn't born there. I don't think. I think his family immigrated from. I forgot what country. Okay. Yeah. So they the immigrants. And that applies to here, all whether you're working in seven eleven or you you playing basketball, is that by the near mere nature that they came here or, or they went someplace, you're not afraid to try. And that's one thing you see in these foreign players. And they're, they're not necessarily scared to try. I don't count Simmons as an immigrant because he's one of those guys who was born in Australia, but he's an American as as they, as they get. I mean, he's he has that sentiment of, you know, I don't want to look bad, I don't want to look foolish versus the immigrants. I, I, I don't care. I'll I'll learn your language. I'm going to butcher your language and I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do something. What's the worst that can happen? I don't, you know, I don't do it. I wasn't doing, you know, I, I came here. I got this far. What, what's another two feet? Two feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, we, I think with Giannis, and this is what's overlooked, you know, Jason Tatum, to, to Keith's point earlier, had an amazing series. Yeah. But look at Giannis's numbers. You haven't seen <laughs> numbers like that since like, Wilt Chamberlain. He was putting 40-something and 20-something rebounds. Yeah. He was putting up very Wilt-like numbers. I mean, you know, I I, I, didn't, I didn't really see Wilt play. I mean, I, I know the numbers. I've seen the stats. I, I get all that. And it's probably never going to be uh, – I saw a, a stat the other day where Wilt had a quintuple double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, double digits and, and points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. That's insane. Game over. Uh, and it'll never be. It'll never be duplicated. But Giannis, uh, to your point, Mark. Yes, he does play. Uh, he's not afraid to fail. He's not afraid of the moment. Uh, yeah. Think about the three point shot he shot to to pull that game out the other night. Uh, the it was game five or whatever. He, he we you know they were they were on their heels and I think he he, he pulled up and shot a three pointer. And everybody's screaming no, and it goes in. I was like, "Wow, this guy, this guy's got the moxie, and he's hungry. He wants to get yeah. better. He's not satisfied, which means every year, to Keith's point, he comes back and he improves his game." Um, Milwaukee, I don't think he should. I don't think he'll finish his career in Milwaukee because Milwaukee doesn't want to spend the money that you need to spend to keep a superstar. And right now, this guy is a superstar, and they got to spend that money. They worried about the, the the luxury tax. They need to worry about keeping that dude there because you can probably win another chip or two with him. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm a fan of Joel Embiid, and I, I'd love to see him get a ring. And certainly, you know, uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be either Steph getting another ring or Jason Tatum getting a ring, unless Luca crashes the party. I think it's going to be interesting this year. But I certainly – would like to see Giannis get another ring in two, and then the conversation will shift from uh, best player playing to 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 potentially all time great and top five, you know, greats. Yeah. So because uh, what when that's it with the Dallas and Golden State, that means Draymond Green will draw the assignment of slowing down Luca. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Draymond, um, and uh, Wiggins, and uh, and Thompson you have to yeah. throw multiple bodies at him because you don't have to throw a fast body; just throw a body at him. But that boy, <laughs> he is Luka, a yeah, problem. Luka, Luka's for real. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm giving him that last chair in, in the room. Hey, Anthony, uh, he was playing with grown men at 16. Yeah, at 16. Yeah, <laughs> like and, I said, and he's not afraid. Him. <laughs> and killing him. And like I said, when he came to the league, he was talking about how easy it was. He didn't realize because he had been playing with men his whole life. And now he comes and he playing with boys. Mm-hmm. He playing with other men who were, who were out there, <laughs> yeah. you know, probably shooting up in you know in and 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 war torn countries. So, you know, this this is cake for him, man. Um, listen, folks, 
if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, uh, you know, at this point, I didn't know what to tell you. You know, I kind of, part of me feels bad for you. You know, not, not in an arrogant way. I just, I just feel bad for you because I'm saying life the way it is right now is really tough. You know, if you're sitting at home and you're watching the news every single day, it is hard to take. At least with us, you get the same news, but you get a smile with because we we in the struggle right there with you. So make sure you find the time to subscribe. And if you like the show, tell your friends so they can like the show. Pass it along because this is good for all of us, man. We need to at this point we need to kind of get in this foxhole together and and, and figure this thing out. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. Uh, you can also ask Alexa to play Power to the People, and Alexa will pull it right up for you. You can find us on social media, Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Power to the People, where there's an action button. You can listen to the latest podcast right there on Facebook. And you can find us... Here next week. We will see you then. Peace. Peace.